Okay. Let's begin. <clears throat> You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together, where we talk about the 2019 anime fruits basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing episode two, which is called Eat Someone With Your Friends. And we're going to do a summary and then spoiler-free discussion and then spoilery discussion. Mm. Yay. Okay. <laughs> this episode covered 46, chapters 46 and 52 of the manga, which also seems really far apart. I guess in this part of the series, we're just bouncing between a lot of topics because that's what happened last time, too. It was like two chapters that were pretty far apart. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes sense. They blended together well. Yeah. These two. Yeah. It's uh, all stuff um, like they're pretty good at like finding chapters that conceptually go together, even if they're mm-hmm. not next to each other in the series. So. Mm-hmm. But it was good. And mm-hmm. we covered them in our episodes uh, episode 24, which is called A Good Kid Like You Isn't As Alone As You Think You Are, which is a long title. And then episode 27, which is called Locked Up Tight. Uh, this episode opens at school. Great teacher Maiko reminds the class to hand in their career planning sheets because summer break is coming soon and their parent-teacher conferences will be happening after that. And Toru wonders her grandfather will be able to attend her conference. The classmate friends of Kyo's tease him about what he'll do after he graduates. What, like open a cat cafe? Shut up, none of your business, he sasses back. Uo shows up and kicks Kyo's desk right in his face, screaming about how she's damn hangry. And Kyo and Uo grab each other's collars. Be grateful you were born a woman, Yankee, he shouts. You'd be dead in a heartbeat if you were a guy. I did that because I know you won't hurt, hurt girls, dumbass, she yells. And Toru is like, ah, oh, guys, let's eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Yuki, Kyo, Toru, Hana, and Uo eat together. Kyo complains that eating with this group makes his lunch worse. Hana and Uo aren't sure about their career plans yet. Toru has already submitted hers. I want to start working so I can support myself, she explains when they ask her about it. Uo says that there's always the option of becoming a bride, and Toru's like, huh? And then Hana says that maybe she should go to college to get a better job then. And Uo is like, she's not marrying you. I meant, like, one of these two, she says, and points at Kyo and Yuki, who are like, huh? <laughs> Hana and Uo are like, what? Is Toru not good enough for you? <laughs> Toru tries to calm everyone down again, saying that if she gets married, I'll still be probably be pretty far in the future uo says maybe she'll get married first and kyo is like nobody will want you to which uo responds by smacking him in the head marriage talk aside uo tells the group that she met a guy at work and toru and hana ask what he's like <laughs> while hana eats a hamburger uo says that he's kind of like toru <laughs> and while they gab yuki spaces out about his career plans what should he do next and kyo too worries about his future and then we cut to the theme song after the theme song, Kyo and Toru walk together to Shisho's house for lunch, and Kyo tells her not to expect too much, but she's really happy to get to eat with the two of them. Here you see the please, he says, and then tells her to look where she's going or she'll trip. They enter Shisho's house, and they call for him, Toru, politely, but Kyo is like, I brought her, or whatever, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Um, he, but Shisho doesn't come to meet them at the door. Toru smells something strange, and then Kyo suddenly realizes that something is awry, and he takes off into the house, and Toru runs after, tripping after he stops suddenly at the kitchen door. <laughs> Shisho is quote-unquote cooking while reading like a crazy person, and Kyo scrambles <laughs> to put out the pot of burning food, and Shisho explains that he thought he'd try cooking for the special occasion, but was immersed in Shigeru's new book, and Kyo says it's important. After the gas is under control, they sit together at the table. Shisho apologizes, and Toru notices that he cut his hair. Yep, I chopped it off, he says. All that hair, she says, lamenting the loss. <laughs> and Toru offers to cook lunch for everyone and goes to inspect the kitchen. And while she's there, Shisho asks if there's something on Kyo's mind. He has that look like he used to have when he was little and wanted to talk to Shisho about something. Kyo says it doesn't have any cute habits like that and says there's nothing that he wants to talk about and goes to help Toru find something to cook. It turns out that Shisho has nothing but mustard in his fridge, and thankfully Toru manages to find enough things to make curry for them. I almost made a joke again about cribs, and then I realized I made that joke when we recorded that <laughs> <laughs> before. 
It's like you can't make the same joke about Crips twice. <laughs> I mean, there's not a law against it. It's my only empty refrigerator joke. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I can make another joke with this, like, uh, like a, you know, like a bachelor and a blah blah blah. And nothing, nothing came, so I moved on. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, <laughs> Cribs, you're welcome. Um, the Shuja offers to help, and Kyo kicks him out because he'll be the one who's helping. And Toru is excited that Kyo will help her and informs Shuja that Kyo is a great cook and even made her delicious rice porridge when she was sick. Kyo made it for you? Shisho asks, and Kyo physically pushes him out of the kitchen to avoid further embarrassment. <laughs> Shisho watches from the hall, and another boy in a karate gi asks what's going on. Shisho says he was kicked out, and they watch as Toru ties her hair and ties it back as in a ponytail, and Kyo holds the ribbon, her ribbon for her. I never thought that he'd be able to interact like that with other people, the boy says. The doorbell rings, and he goes to answer it. This time last year, Shisho thinks, frowning, he couldn't even raise his head, let alone smile. All he had was despair. He was surrounded by an aura of darkness similar to death. And Shisho remembers Kyo outside, kneeling on the ground, head down. He cries, and Shisho lifts him by the arm. In the present, the boy in the gi calls Kazuma. The person at the door was Kyo's father, he says with great concern. Shisho tells Kyo and Toru, who are diligently preparing vegetables for curry, that he has to go out, and apologizes for leaving unexpectedly. Kyo asks if something happened, and Shisho says that he doesn't need to worry about it, and tells him to be a good boy until he gets back. He leaves down the hall, and Kyo chases after him. Remember when he used to worry when I left, Shisho asks as they bicker, and Toru leans up the kitchen and smiles and comments on it herself, and the boy in the gi hears her and adds with a smile, a doting parent for a doting child, and Toru freaks out and asks, to whom am I speaking? <laughs> <laughs> the boy introduces himself as Kunimitsu Tomoda, Kazuma's student and secretary. He tells Toru that he also knows other tidbits about Kyo, what Kyo was like as a child. For example, he once cried because he was scared of a nearby stain on the wall. Kyo says Kunimitsu not to blab. Right, right. The third wheel is leaving, he says, shrugging and piecing out. Kyokun, you cried when you were scared as a kid, Toru asks, and he's like, of course. It does look scary, like a face, she says, touching the stain on the wall. Oh, maybe you're still scared of it. And he's like, of course not. She tuckles and touches the stain, and Kyo remembers the time in question. Long-haired Shisho comforts him as a tiny child. Don't be scared. It'll get less scary as your mind and body grow, he says. Kyo rests his hand over Toru's on the wall. If I grow, he thinks, will I be able to overcome the fear? She looks at him as he contemplates, and then he smacks her face. Come on, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Can I change my future? Kyo narrates as we transition away to another very large house. Did you notice how big Shisho's house is? We didn't talk about this yet. Yeah. It was gigantic. Is this house and the dojo the same place? I guess? <laughs> Did they go to the dojo before? No, wait, maybe they didn't do it. Did Hiro go to the dojo? No, didn't they move that scene? In the manga, there's like a scene where Hiro goes to Shisho's... When he steals Toru's notebook, he goes to Shisho's dojo. But I think in the anime, they moved it to outside of Shigure's house. So I don't think they showed it before, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So okay. I don't I don't know if it's the same place. I guess it's the same place. It's not really clear. Yeah. They never show, like, a huge wide shot of it. There's never, like, yeah. one... <laughs> it seems like it would be, because otherwise, what would Kunimitsu be doing there? He's there all the time. Yeah. So I assume it's the same place. It looked like there was, like, if you look at the wide shot of the house... It looks like there's, like, one part of it that looks like a regular house, and then, like, a long hallway, and then, like, a flat part. So maybe that's, like, the dojo? Mm -hmm. It's a huge building regardless, though. Like, it's gigantic. So, at least in my mind it is. I don't know. I'm distracted by this Twitter video of an airport baggage claim with a bunch of crabs on it. Like, <laughs> like, like on a bag? Or, like, in no, They're just on, on the baggage the carousel. claim, and, like, falling off of the carousel and walking around. Someone wrote, who flew with crabs? <laughs> <And> okay. <laughs> I don't know what the context is, but it's kind of hilarious. You see, like, 
your poor employees trying to like wrangle them slightly. <laughs> oh, they're so scuddly. <laughs> no, they're everywhere. <laughs> These are my emotional support crafts. Yeah. <laughs> How appropriate to have an animal break during any yeah. <laughs> haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Should I put the video of crabs in the show notes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Crabs. <laughs> okay. Back in. Where the fuck was I? Oh, here. Okay. She was um, giant house. She's slash no. dodo. Well, Kyo's, Kyo's father's giant house. Oh. Because it's also large, I felt. Um, Kyo, yeah. can, I change, can I change my future? Kyo narrates as we transition away to another large house. The Shisho meets with Kyo's biological father in a well furnished music room. He plays a classical record on a phonograph-style player in the background. Your father was previously possessed by the cat, Kyo's father says to Shisho. He sits nervously, shaking his leg. You of all people should understand, normally the one possessed by the cat is confined. That thing is getting a taste of freedom. The thing is getting a taste of freedom now. But that will come to an end after his high school graduation. Then they'll force it to live in that pitch-black room in the main estate until death. Cosmo Dono asks for your cooperation when the time comes. Shisho says he's getting ahead of himself. There's still over a year before graduation, and Kyo's father stands suddenly, knocking his tea over. I'm worried. Whenever I think that it might be allowed to keep living outside, that that thing is a monster. A thing that as good as killed his own mother, my wife. And Cosmo sips his tea casually, the record starts to skip and play the same part over and over again. It was all that thing's fault. Because of it, everything fell apart. We see a woman falling, perhaps Kyo's, in Kyo's father's memory. You two are similar. Kyo was like that not too long ago. Unable to handle anxiety and fear, you shut your eyes and plug your ears, and leave other people to deal with your feelings. However, that boy is changing. He was able to climb out of his despair and is ready to leave it behind. He's trying to grow, Cosmo says, thinking of Toru and Kyo together in the kitchen. Will you not change? Why do you persecute your son while never stopping to reflect on your own conduct? Are you saying that I'm at fault? Kyo's father asks. I just wonder if it's fair to put all the blame on him, Shisho says. Kyo's father says that he sounds almost fatherly, but accuses Shisho of only taking Kyo in for the money. You gain a fair sum for raising a Zodiac child, even the cat, he says. Shisho stands. I rejoice in seeing him grow. No matter how much you scorn me, I can never cooperate with his confinement. Preposterous, Kyo's father shouts as Shisho leaves. That of the family will hear about this. Shisho says that he'll protect Kyo with his life. You're no parent of his, so you'll never understand, he says. Back at Shisho's house. Kyo and Toru talk about swimming. Kyo says he hates the ocean, pools, etc. He asks if he can, if Toru can even swim, and she's like, I can't, I just need to learn how to breathe while swimming. And he's like, how do you swim if you can't do that? And she's like, I just go whoosh and swim really fast. Kyo chuckles and says that she'll get swept away by the ocean like that. And Shisho returns and they welcome him back. He pats Kyo's head and thinks with a soft smile, if you continue to change, I'll continue to protect you. And then they finally get to have curry together. Yay. <laughs> Later, T- Moiji chats with Toru while she leaves work. He also had to hand in a career plan form, but he's already decided what he wants to do. But he might not be able to do it, but he'll keep believing for now, and he'll show her one day. Yuki meets with Toru when they walk home together, and they talk about Omiji and his goals. There are many things that we continue to fight for, Yuki says. Toru starts to bring up something that, to Yuki, but then she says, never mind. At home, she finds Kyo making somin in the kitchen, and she offers to make it for him since she needs to prepare breakfast for everyone. He can make the noodles, but he asked her to make a dipping sauce since they're out. And she asked what he was planning to eat it with, and he was like, I don't know, soy sauce? And she's like, would that taste good? And he's like, of course not, and bonks her on the head. She sits down with him while he eats noodles. She says that she had fun at Shisho's house, but it's a shame that he cut his hair and asks why Kyo thinks that he cut it. Kyo remembers Shisho saying that it was a superstitious habit, and nobody will cry over its loss like someone would have before. He's just a doting parent, Kyo grumps, and Toru smiles. 
she asks if he'll take over the dojo in the future, and Kyo says it might not be possible. Even if Shisho says it's okay, the Somas may not. If I mess up, he says, and then trails off, remembers Akito saying, until death. Don't worry about it, he tells her. It doesn't matter. Anyway, as the cat, when people ask me about my plans for the future, my career, and stuff like that, it's like, do I even get to be a part of society? Will I actually be able to live a normal life and be equal to normal people? I'm at a loss just thinking about that stuff. Toru looks down. What's with the worried face, he asked. We both know you've got the same kind of worries. And Toru was like, huh? I do? You know, graduating high school and getting a job to be independent. Those are things you decided on for your mom's sake when she was still around, right? But she's not around anymore. And I'm sure you sometimes worry about your future on your own. Not really, she says. I mean, I'm sure I'll get a good job and I'll work hard. Her voice breaks and she trails off. Then what's wrong? Kyo asks. It's not actually that simple, is it? Toru thinks as she starts to cry. She remembers herself as a small child standing alone, and as an elementary schooler standing alone in the apartment she shared with her mother that we saw in season one, in her school uniform outside of the tent, and then in front of Shigure's house. Will I be able to find a decent job, she wonders? Even if I work hard, will I be able to make ends meet? What will it be like after graduation, in three years, ten years, when this house isn't my home anymore? When I think about those things, I realize that I don't have the answers. I don't know who to turn to or what to say. I get this vague feeling of anxiety. It swells up and sweeps me away, and I can't seem to shake it. Oh, this is what Yukikun was trying to tell me. She cries. Please, please stop, Kyokun. Stop what? He asks. Stop making me look closer. I can't. I have to keep acting like it's, everything's okay, because if I don't, then, then I'll start crying and I won't be able to stop. I'm used to all the waterworks by now, he says. Just don't get your snot everywhere. Enough about me, she says, and then blows her nose. What I want to say is that Shishosan is waiting for you, and if something is wrong, she wails, pinching his bracelet and shaking it. I'm sure that silently bottling up is painful and even more wrong, so... And he's like, hey, you'll break it, and then he grabs her hand. Okay, okay, I understand. Shish, why are you such a crybaby? It sounds like someone is in need of advice, Shigure says, sliding open the door to his room and suddenly freaking out Kyo so much that he jumps away. He tells Toru not to cry. I love the animation of him just flying across the room. He's like a cat. <laughs> like a scared cat. He yeah. like hops away and then Shigure is like, why are you over there in the corner? Anyway, let me tell you my rad advice that I'm about to say. <laughs> Think of it this way. You're surrounded by a huge mountain of laundry and can't move. You have to wash everything by hand. You'd be overwhelmed, right? You'd wonder if you could finish it all, and if you could, would you be capable of getting a satisfactory result? You'd be anxious, but time would be ticking. What should you do? For the time being, start with the laundry at your feet. It's important to think about what's ahead, but also important to think about what you can do right now. If you continue washing the laundry one by one before you know it, the sunlight will start peeking through again. The worry will rise up in you sometimes, but in those times, take a break. Read a book, watch TV, or eat someone with everyone. Wow, is that a great talk or what? He says and invites himself to partake of their soma and Kyo accuses him of just wanting noodles. Toru goes to knock on Yuki's door. She says that he thought that he might still be awake. He asks if something is wrong. I, she says, I've also been feeling anxious. So that's why, um, let's all eat soma together. And Yuki's like, huh? The episode closes on the fourth. I'm eating soma together. Chigure teases Kyo that there's a rumor that you'll turn into a pervert if you eat the pink soman. Like hell there is, he barks. Eee, pervy perv, Shigure says. And Yuki's like, low life. Kyo yells, Toru smiles, and all's well in Shigure's house once again. <laughs> a night full of worries is best spent in a warm place, Toru narrates. We pan up to the night sky, and then cut to the end theme. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute episode. Mm -hmm. It's very, I don't know, viscerally pleasing to see these scenes like animated now. I know. This is the first time. 
we read this manga so long ago and Kyo mm-hmm. smacked Toru's face so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, especially this episode, because I have this like really vivid memory of like seeing uh, untranslated scans of the scene at Hand touching house. Yeah. And be like, people... oh, it's so cute. And then, you know, it took a little while to get the translation and yeah. Yeah, it's animated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hand touching is important. We've come so far. <laughs> We come all the way to hand touching. Yes. <laughs> and Kyo smacking Toru straight in the face, which was hilarious. Yeah. I love how there was a couple like little tiny things that they added, like how Toru's running in the house and then she trips on her face. I like laughed mm-hmm. a lot, way too much, way more. Because I guess like, mo- I mean, I guess a lot of this was like we expected because we've read it before, but that was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> she stands up and is like, what's wrong? Or is everything okay? The other, some of the way that things were acted was hilarious. Like it's, I, um, somebody recently sent us an email that I have to reply to, and they asked if we watch the dub or the sub, and we watch, I watch both, because the dub, mm-hmm. I just enjoy watching the sub, but the dub is also really good. Like, this yeah. dub is, I mean, I don't know, it's probably, it's one of the best dubs I've seen recently, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not that I've watched a lot of anime, but, um, mm-hmm. the crying, the scene where Tori's crying is, is, ador- is sad and hilarious, and in the, but in the, like, subtitled version, the voice actors for Toru the last part where she's like let's talk about you it's like it's like uh, un- not understand barely understandable it's like hilariously mm-hmm. not understandable because she's like sobbing yeah. <laughs> she's like oh, enough about me mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great um, I can't I don't know but the whole all of this was really good both in both versions I guess yeah well voice acted the side note I also usually watch both although occasionally yeah I only have time to sit down and watch one, and then I'll just watch the sub. But but yeah, I don't know. The voice acting was good. Mm-hmm. And seeing these scenes animated was good. Did you have yeah. one in particular that you really liked, other than the face smacking? Which I assume is obviously a favorite. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that uh, Moiji has a German accent in the dub until he showed up back on the screen. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. I also liked... I don't know. I wonder if more people watch the dub... Who listened to this watch the dub or the sub, because... I like the way the dialogue is translated too because it's very like modernized. Like I find the I mean the the manga that we're reading obviously was translated in the early 2000s, but I find in like the end version of the anime they added like slang and stuff and like the things that they say are a little more like modern like Uwa says she's hangry. Nobody would have mm-hmm. said that in the like yeah. I mean maybe actually I don't know but I well, I don't think we said hangry in the early 2000s, right? I don't think so. so. So like stuff like that, like I think, and and, and I like it. I think feel it feels mm-hmm. more like they're actually like the the youth of today, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the youth of the two thousands, which mm-hmm. is what the way that it's translated, obviously. Yeah. I felt like the music in this episode was good. I liked the record skipping. At first, I was like, "Why is why is he listening to a record on an excessively antiquated looking gramophone?" But yeah. So the room is like. <laughs> records floor to ceiling i don't remember if it was like that in the manga but i don't think it looked like that at all i think it was just yeah. like a, a bare room probably and i don't mean bear like b-e-a-r yeah, a bear room just full of bears <laughs> full of bears i mean it would just have a different vibe it definitely wasn't like that i feel like they added that to his character i think it mm-hmm. speaks to the so like there's part of the scene my personal take on it is that it speaks to the sort of like opulence of the Soma family that he's able to afford to collect, spend time, has a giant house and is able to collect all of the, that stuff and could have a vintage like gramophone mm-hmm. because you get money for 
being a, a parent of a zodiac animal or zodiac mm-hmm. uh whatever someone who's possessed by a spirit of the zodiac so like that's part of what's revealed in the conversation mm-hmm. and then obviously it's used as a sort of like quote-unquote broken record like something that he's repeated over and over again um yeah. to emphasize that so i guess you could i guess it's used in that way but i i also choose to interpret it as being part of like the things that you can afford when you you know, mm-hmm. he can afford to have a giant house and a giant record collection that he lives in alone because yeah. he's making that Soma dough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and does make it even more rich that he's accusing uh, Cosmo of just uh, yeah. take care of Kyo for the money. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. You're like, look at you. Look at your yeah. life. Look at your choices. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. I know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's used. I personally think it's used in that way. Mm-hmm. I did that. I googled how if you can bu- how much it would cost to buy a vintage gramophone. <laughs> it's not that much money, <laughs> relatively speaking. <laughs> there are some restored ones for like a th- around a thousand dollars or less than two thousand dollars. It's like, oh okay. <laughs> but anyway, listen, that's a yeah. whole side note. But <laughs> <laughs> I think a it's excessive anyway. Yeah, the vintage gramophone in a room like full of records like that is more than your average person would drop on a hobby so unless you're really (laughs) really an audiophile and that's like your only hobby i guess he has there's other equipment in the room too but like yeah he's like also the fact that he (laughs) put it i don't know it's an interesting choice i think it's like over the top it's like you're so so dude comes to visit like you have to i don't know if people who don't listen i mean i don't know records have come back around but it's like you have to take it out of the case choose which side you're gonna listen to put it in the record player slowly drop the needle and wait for it to turn on it's like it's not something he's just like oh i'm just like i put a cd on and now she shows here so i'm I'm like talking to him it's like he had to put it on while he was like in the room so it's like who's Mm -hmm. playing a fucking loud gramophone (laughs) while you're having a conversation and like having tea it's not like they were gonna have a casual conversation like how do anyway (laughs) that's a side rant about about this but i like the way that it added they they basically did something to add a bit of depth to kyo's dad's character Mm -hmm. um which is fine. I'm I'm on board with the messaging. I just thought it was weirdly uh, contrived <laughs> mm-hmm. in this case. Okay. Have it play a regular record. I also tried to figure out what the record was. It's kind of it has like a very detailed label, and there's a close up of the label, but like the text is all kind of blurred. Like it's not detailed enough that you can tell if it's actually like a relevant song of any kind. So mm-hmm. I did briefly look into that, but I couldn't tell. If anybody recognizes the classical music that he's playing, I'd be curious to know if it's like a... I'd be curious to know what it is, I guess I should say. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought generally the music was good. There was a lot of different music. Like, it's stuff that... In terms of, like, the background music, I think they there wasn't any new background music other than the one that was obviously used for the scene with Shisho and Kyo's father. But I thought the way that they used background music in this episode was particularly nice, especially in all the like touchy-feely and dark scenes. Mm-hmm. So that's my comment about that. I don't have any other specific things that I wanted to point out in terms of the adaptation in the music. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see them. Oh, what about... This is the first time we met Kunimitsu. Yeah. He didn't say mm-hmm. very much. I don't have a lot of strong opinions about his voice. Do you have any opinions about his <laughs> acting or animation or mm-hmm. voice? I'm, no, I think he came off, you know, well, like... He sounds like Kunimitsu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the, um, you know, he came off as someone who knows Kyo well and is able to tease him and, <laughs> yeah. like, get, like, friendly anger in return. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like a fight, like, with Yuki or something. Yeah. Um, he's like, like get out of here. And he's like, fine, He's like, fine. all right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, okay, the third wheel's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Kira's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I like how uh, Kunimitsu and uh, Shisho are like, not like conspiring, but they're both like hovering by the door being like, <laughs> while they're yeah. in there in the kitchen. It's cute. I was like, ooh. Drama bomb, he said. Kunimitsu <laughs> <laughs> also obviously thinks Kyo's dad is a dick, too. Yeah, I love how he was like, it was Kyo's dad. It's that guy. <laughs> also, I'm surprised. I always thought that he rang the phone for some reason, not the doorbell. <laughs> and then I watched I thought... the dub, and they were like, yeah. he was at the door. I was like, that's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> I thought it was the phone, too. I don't know. That... I don't know. He said, like, he specifically said, like, the person at the mm-hmm. door was Kyo's father, but yeah. I don't know why he would be at the door. Maybe they just added it because they needed to match some lip flaps or something. But Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that's a weird doorbell. So it sure sounds like a phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love but, how he goes I mean, back. It doesn't really room. matter. So <laughs> No, it doesn't. I just remembered that one part. About, remember that about that one part. But yeah, of course, Kyo or Kunimitsu, you're right. He doesn't seem to be a big fan of Kyo's father either. And then we see why, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because he's a dick. dick. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing this uh, podcast has an explicit rating. Yeah. (laughs) We can say whatever we want. I also think, yeah, um, like he does the same in the manga, but just hearing him use like it and everything when referring to Kyo. So gross. Yes. I was like, is he really? Yeah, he is. He's really saying that. Yeah. And they so he said it that way in the dub too, which I mean is obviously important. So that's good. I feel like that's a that's yeah. the kind of thing that maybe in a past world, people like wouldn't have gotten done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pleased that they were. Yeah, like his dialogue is just as callous in English as it is in the original Japanese too, which was nice. Yeah. Slash terrifying, but nice. yeah. I, f- I felt like the person. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any comments about the dub voice actor but at least in the Japanese version the guy that played Kyo's dad he did a good like crazy swing of emotions which I thought mm-hmm. was nice because Kyo's dad goes from being really nervous and then kind of um scared like it's like scared angry and then bitterly enraged about mm-hmm. the past about his wife and he I felt like he kind of he did a good job with those conveying those feelings which was nice yep yeah, everybody hates Kyo's dad. Everyone. <laughs> Our members of the Kyo's dad is a dick club. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a lot of things that were revealed in that conversation that we should talk about. Mm-hmm. So we learned in this episode, people who are watching the anime for the first time learned that Kyo, the person who's the cat, not just specifically Kyo, but the person who's the possessed by the cat is confined. And Kyo will be confined once he graduates from high school. Um... And thus, that impacts his potential prospects with his career and stuff. And those are the things that he's yeah. worried about. It's in the back of his mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said before, we learned that the parents of the Junichi are are paid. I don't know. It just says like a handsome sum or something. Um, but they seem to be given a significant amount of money because mm-hmm. they're raising children who are possessed. So it's kind of an interesting interworking of the Soma family that we hadn't heard before in the anime. I wonder if it's like a like. <laughs> It's like, here's some money to, like, not take your weird animal child on a talk show to make money. <laughs> Do you think they have that in Japan? <laughs> like, what's I don't the know. I'm sure they have something where you could... In Japan. I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of weird TV shows everywhere. Should they have some sure. way you could sell out your 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always wonder how much it is, but it's implied. I think it's implied that it's a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, by the by the setting, as I said before, and then also just by the way that he brings it up. And Cosmo kind of acts like people have brought it up before. He's like, yeah, you and everybody else think that I'm just in it for the money, but I actually mm-hmm. care about Kyo. And then everyone cheered. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Another thing that was included in this conversation is that Kyo's father really blames Kyo for whatever happened to his mother. And she so sassed him and was like, maybe you should look at your own conduct or whatever. Or like you'll continue to blame him without looking at your own conduct. So that was an interesting mm-hmm. thing that was said. Because it was a good, straightforward adaptation, kind of like last time, it was just the two different uh, chapters from different parts that were combined together. But they still kind of brought the same theme together. So we talked mm-hmm. about that previously, I guess. Yeah, we're going to have uh, parent-teacher conferences animated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I was also excited okay. to see Mayuko again. I guess we didn't talk about that. She's at the very beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and like just says a little thing. But but mm-hmm. she'll be back, I'm sure, since this is only episode two of like a full season. So yep. I'm very pleased pleased to see mm-hmm. her again. Yeah. Because I like her a lot. It's nice having Mayuko in the anime instead of just generic teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was just random people before. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. Then I don't have that much else to say. We could talk about spoilers. Mm-hmm. There are things to be spoiled, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. Well, in that case, uh, next time, next episode, we'll talk about episode three, which is called Shall We Go and Get You Changed? <laughs> With a heart <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uh, enjoying the like title cards at the end of the episodes this season. Yeah. <laughs> They're all really funny. <laughs> um, in that case, I guess we'll see you next time, if you're not listening to spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, sp- <laughs> spoilers. Let's talk about them. Okay. <laughs> I liked the scene that they added in of her. It wasn't... Like, the scene where she's crying, where they had her, like, memories of her standing alone in all the apartments. Mm-hmm. The first one was, like, her parents' house when her father was still alive, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. the scene when her mom leaves... And then, then there was, like, when she was a little kid in the apartment that she had with her mom. And then the tent, which was hilariously <laughs> close to the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> um, but I liked that little, like, scene that they had. Or those little, mm-hmm. like, scenes while she was talking. I saved them yeah. to talk about in spoilers because of those specific locations. But yeah, that was a nice addition. I felt like it went well with that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got uh, the mention of Kareno. Yes. little story. A dude she met. Yeah. Convenience store man. <laughs> yeah, convenience store man. Also, um, yeah, a person who's kind of like Toru, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is kind of like her? I guess Kredo is kind of like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convenience store man will make an appearance. Well, he's in the he's in the uh, opening theme song and ending, ending theme song, too, so. Mm-hmm. And we get to meet Mine next week. I know. I'm <laughs> excited about Mine. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like, she wasn't, yeah, she was in the first season, but, like, not... Sorry, she was in the um, first anime in 2001, yeah. but she wasn't in the first season of this one, so... No, she was in one of the openings, the one with the umbrellas, but you couldn't actually oh, see yeah, her. Oh, right. She was just, like, walking with Ayame. Oh, right, from behind or something. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because mm-hmm. it's only Soma's and Toru in these openings, so... Yeah. I guess they were like, <laughs> someone was like, I want to draw Mine, and then... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's not even in this season. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, that's fun. This is going to be a cute episode, too, because... Yeah. Also, it's nice. We got a, you know, Kyo... We got, like, a Yuki-centric episode, and then a Kyo one, and now it'll be a Yuki-centric one, so... Mm-hmm. We're getting a little... A good balance. Plus, you get to see Yame again. I know that that's really what you're excited about. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get to scream so much. <laughs> the um, way that fun. the... I do like Mina a lot, though, too, so... Yeah. The way that the title card was read in her voice, I was like, this is going to be a good time. I can already tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she's like, let's go and get you changed. <laughs> like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can hear the gleam in her eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what else they'll add, because I think that's just one chapter, so... There is, like... Mm-hmm. One that's kind of in between these, around this time where Ayame and Yuki have their like little heart to heart in a secret base. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll combine those two things. Yeah, maybe. Seems like that would be appropriately themed about brothers, brothers bounding. <laughs> oh, we got that little glimpse of uh, Akito's bet with Kyo. Oh yeah, that's right. Their mm-hmm. fight, their yeah. bet fight. Yeah. <laughs> Slap bet. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they had a slap bet. Where's that fanfic? I mean, <laughs> so um, winning a slap bet against Akita would be hysterical. Five slaps for eternity. <laughs> yeah, really. Five slaps for eternity. Was it like ten slaps right now, or five slaps for eternity? Yeah, <laughs> to be dueled out at any time. Akita would definitely pick five slaps for eternity. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> Akita can't take punishment, so. I feel like the person that would make a slap bet with Akito, though, is probably Shigure and not Kyo. Yeah, Shigure is absolutely the person in the series who'd make a slap bet with anyone. Yes, probably with, like... if like, someone uh... informed Shigure about slap bets, he would be delighted. Yes. <laughs> the bet was, like, uh, it was such a short time, it was such a short scene that I felt like we couldn't really comment it, but we can comment yeah. on it in the spoilers, of course. But yeah, that was interesting, so I'm sure that'll come up soon. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess that comes at the beach, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Lay in the beach ground. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope we get to see the Mayuko Hotori stuff that happens during the beach park. Okay, yeah. I was really excited that Mayuko is back. I feel like they'll include it. There's I mean, no reason not to. Since they made a point to have Mayuko mm-hmm. established. Yes, and then they also could have moved that thing where she's like, your parent-teacher conferences, turn them in. They could have put that at like any yeah. point also. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Your your career thing turned it in, so maybe they're just like, oh, by the way, remember, don't forget this person is their teacher. Yeah. Well, I don't have that much more to say anyway. Yep. I don't know. I feel like I mean, Kunimitsu's there. We set up like yeah. she shows house as a a location because like Rin lives there and stuff like that too. So, mm-hmm. and there's like more scenes that happen at the dojo in like past what was included in season one. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it wasn't at the dojo because um, they moved Hero before Kazuma. That's right. So Right. We had talked about why. Yeah, because Kyo was not going to the dojo at the time. That's right. And it was later. Heroes mm-hmm. shows up later in the yeah. manga. Yeah, because so. yeah, that's why Kyo finds him at the dojo, because he's you know, going right. to the dojo. And he's like, the fuck are you doing here? Take off your shoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then instead in the anime, they just had it in front of Shigure's house. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't have any other... There. I mean, whatever. Spoilers are everything, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still two-thirds of the series left. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Stuff will happen. Yeah. Some some things are still going to happen. Any other... Any last thoughts? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll we'll get to meet Mine. That'll be fun. We'll be chatting about Shall We Go... Episode 3. Shall We Go and Get You Changed? It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Yep. Can't wait to see who, how, what Mine's personality is like reanimated. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, good. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.